Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning, Direct Line listeners. This is Stephanie on show 122, June 30th. And usually it's Greg Taylor that's doing all this talking, but he is not here. He is out of the country. He is in the country of Israel. And today I have with me Terry Goodwin. Glad to be here. Co-hosting glad glad he's gone place. for the day and I can be here to help host. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're pre-recording this. Uh, we're pre-recording on Tuesday, and I got a text today saying that Greg and the group made it to Israel, yep, safe yep. and sound, and I'm excited for them. Yeah, I'm excited to hear how it goes, the things he gets to see. Oh. Do you think he'll take a selfie while he's there? <laughs> I'm not quite sure let's, about that. Let's make a you wager. Make a, let's make a direct line wager okay. uh, <laughs> as to how many selfies he will post on social media. How many selfies, I mean, while he's actually out of the country? Yes. Is that what it is? Yes. It doesn't count when he comes back? Nope. All right, nope. what's what's your guess, Terry? Oh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna say twenty-seven. Twenty-seven selfies. Now he's gonna be gone for like ten days or something, yeah. right? I'm so gonna say twenty-seven selfies. That would be two a day. Two to three a day. Two, okay, I think it's gonna be more than that. More. Oh, I think we're about forty-four. Tobin, you want to get on this? He's our sound guy today. Tobin, what do you think? How many selfies in ten days? Thirty. 30. All right, so oh, 27, yeah. 30, and 44. What is uh, What are we wagering here? Um, what are we betting on? Lunch. Lunch, lunch at McDonald's. Oh. Winner gets free lunch on the other two. <laughs> there you go. Sounds good to me. I'm anxious to start counting the selfies then. Ah. Well, Terry, you've been with us many times. You cover a lot of times for Greg. So um, let's talk about some things that have been going on in your life. Uh, last couple weekends ago, Serve Together 2022. Yeah. I, that's what I want to talk to you about. Awesome. Well, Serve Together was great. Uh, we This is the fourth year we've had Serve Together Remaining County. Did we do it during COVID? We did. We, we had okay. to postpone, but we never had to cancel. Okay. So we postponed it till October one right. year. Um, but it's been on every year and year that's four. been great. So we have some great sponsors that help make mm -hmm. it possible. Mm -hmm. Even during COVID, they jumped on board and mm -hmm. made it possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did a whole lot of work this year. Yeah. There's a whole lot of things that were done. What is the actual goal? So is it like a mission statement or a goal? Uh, what is the goal uh, of serving? Mission together? statement. That's that's too <laughs> official for anything we would do. Uh, but but my wife would say that the goal is to love where you live and serve where you live. I like that. And and that's all about us basically coming together and and loving on our mm -hmm. community, and mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. So it was a couple weeks ago. Um, tell me, how do you how do you how do you measure like this year? Did you reach that goal? Uh, I you know? definitely think we did because the impact in the community is the key. We, we want people to see that there is good in our community, there's love mm -hmm. in our community, mm -hmm. and that when we come together, we can accomplish so much more. Mm -hmm. uh, the things that were accomplished on the day of Serve Together, n none of us could do on our own. Right. Like right. My, my wife has received numerous requests for projects to be done, mm -hmm. and sometimes we look at them and think, this isn't even, I mean, this isn't possible at <laughs> right. all. Right. But either it's really expensive mm -hmm. or there's a whole lot of work that has to be done. And we can't do every project, but most of the time when we get a team together, when teams volunteer mm -hmm. to jump mm -hmm. on board, it's all possible. Yeah. So. yeah. What were some of the stats this year? 
year? So how many, how this year there were 317 volunteers. Awesome. Uh, we completed 28 projects wow. all across Vermilion County, all on all on one Saturday. Wow. And uh, the the cool thing is there are some projects that came in late or we weren't able to get done. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like last year, we're able to try to jump on some of those mm-hmm. afterwards mm-hmm. when we see how much money's left right. and right. and what resources we have to pull together. Uh, we can accomplish a few more things yeah. this year. So how many churches participate? How many churches? So that's an interesting question because we don't ask people what church they go to. Okay. Uh, So we could kind of guess how many are involved. Mm -hmm. But one of the keys to this is we don't want it to be about any church Mm -hmm. and we don't want to direct people to a certain church. So, for instance, I work at Second Church uh, with Celebrate Recovery, um, but I don't promote Second Church at Serve Together unless it's somebody that's needing a church home. Like if I'm serving and somebody's inquiring right, about church, right. of course I'm going to tell them about my church. But and we would hope uh, that everybody participating yeah, would do that. Yeah. Tell them about their church and what's special about their own church. Yeah, but the key for that day is to just share the love with other mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. and that's what we go out and do. So I we played the video of the recap in yeah. our church service here at Second this past week, and there were so many children involved. Oh, that's one of my favorite parts. Is that typical? Yeah. Uh, Yes, and it's definitely grown as the process went. So basically, if there's children involved, they have to be with a parent or a guardian to to take them along. Mm -hmm. But seeing families Mm -hmm. get on board and say, we want to serve. Seeing little kids painting and you think, oh, no, paint, that's not good. (laughs) It's a good thing when they're serving along with their parents because even if the parents have to touch it up after them, it's it's awesome. Well, and it's not like they're painting a wall that they have to, like, be really. Right. They were outside painting. Playground playground equipment or things. Yep. Yep. I loved that. That was probably one of my favorite things that I saw this year, just how many children were involved right. and how they're learning from their parents right. and other community members how to serve their yep. community. Um, anything that you'd like to see happen different next year on, is it June 10th? June 10th next year, my anniversary. We're going to be ah. serving together on my anniversary. Aww. And uh, Molly and I are super excited about that. But we would love to have more and more people get involved. Yeah. I, I will tell you, if, if more people sign up, then we can get f- – then we have spots for mm-hmm. we, there are more projects mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. can always throw mm-hmm. more projects on there and there's always a spot for you so anybody that wants to be involved if you're interested in in something like this and you're like i can't do physical labor mm-hmm. We can find you a project where you don't have to be very active. Uh, Serve together at Mm yahoo.com. You can email all year long. If you want to give towards Serve Together, Mm -hmm. email serve together at yahoo.com, and we can help you figure that out, and we would love to have your support. Hey, you mentioned that you were the part-time Celebrate Recovery Minister here at Second, so let's talk about Celebrate Recovery a little bit. Tell me, what are some of the hits that CR has taken since COVID? Oh, my goodness. CR CR took a big hit mm-hmm. when COVID came around. Yeah. Just like every church, mm-hmm. uh, there was a period of time we didn't meet. Right. And that... Do you regret um, that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That... Yeah. N- nothing could have been worse because yeah. Yeah. Um, for all of us struggling with whatever hurt, habit, or hang-up mm-hmm. we're struggling mm-hmm. with, being isolated and separated from people was the worst thing that yeah. could happen. I agree. I, I mean, agree. because it... So many of us fell back into addiction or fell into depression or uh, whatever we're struggling with just kind of ramped up. And now coming out of COVID, it's hopefully bringing people back together Mm -hmm. to know that they're Mm -hmm. still cared for. But some people feel like they were left alone for that time, too. Like nobody cared. Um, And that's the difficult thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and then how are you seeing some areas of growth since COVID in, in, in CR? I think the biggest thing I see is leaders, leaders stepping up, okay. people being willing to say, you know, I've gone through this process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked the steps of recovery in my own life. Mm-hmm. And now I want to bring somebody alongside mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. either inviting somebody to come to CR or becoming a leader at CR mm-hmm. after a step study, whatever it is, I see people coming out and saying, I want to be a part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's exciting. For sure. Any success stories oh, that you can name? I, I, I won't name one. people. Right. I, I won't one. name people, but um, I continue. I, I've been a part of this church for a long time. I've been a part of the community for 20 some years. Uh, And I continue to see people that I cared about when they were young, Mm -hmm. come Mm -hmm. back to to celebrate recovery or Mm -hmm. come back to the church. Uh, I have a a young man who I've known for a long, long time Mm -hmm. that came to CR about four weeks ago. And uh, I I think he probably looked at me like, (laughs) what are you going to say to me? Uh And I was just like, I'm so glad you're here. For sure. sure. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I think of my friend who struggled with a lot of anxiety. Um, uh, You know, he's on the Asperger uh, autism Mm -hmm. spectrum. And um, he was involved in Celebrate Recovery here, got really involved in service and really dedicated time and energy to serving. And then he um, met met a girl online and yep. actually got married and moved moved away and then he came back a couple weeks ago and he is a different person he's oh, yeah. calmer um more confident mm-hmm. um just i can see literal change and yep. i mean is it all because of celebrate recovery you know it's, it's god ultimately that does right. these things but right. he uses celebrate recovery as a tool to help people overcome Absolutely. those hurts and hang-ups and habits yeah. so well, hey, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about um, the important decision that came down last week uh, in the Supreme Court about uh, the Roe v. Wade uh, decision being overturned, and we're going to have with us uh, Bethany Hager from Hager Law Firm, awesome. and then Mariah Hansen a little bit later in the show. We hope you'll stick with us, and we'll be back right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Hi, I'm Linda Darby and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemeteries. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. 
Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Terry Goodwin filling in for Greg Taylor, and I'm here with Stephanie. Uh, it's great to be here today and have a great opportunity to share about uh, a big decision that was made last right. week. Right, last Friday. Uh, we have Bethany Hager with us from Hager Law Firm, and we're going to talk a little bit about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So welcome to the show today, Bethany. How are you doing? Thanks. It's good to be here. I'm doing great. How are you all today? We are good. We're good. really excited uh, to have this conversation and just kind of see what you're thinking this really means because yeah. that's the big question. Uh, we hear things being, being overturned or laws happening or laws changing, but what does it really mean for us? So mm-hmm. is it okay if I just open it up to you and just say what do, what does this mean for us? Sure, yeah. So Dobbs v. Jackson was a decision that came down from the Supreme Court Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. well, Friday morning at 10.10 in the morning, Eastern time. So there's been even some people commenting about the significance of the time really? that the decision was released. Why 10, um, 10, 10, 10, 10 in the morning, opinion. and they've likened it to John 10, 10, oh. the Bible verse that says the thief comes to still steal, kill, and destroy, but I come to give life and mm. to give it more abundantly. So uh, this decision, Dobbs from the Supreme Court, overturned Roe v. Wade. Right. It's a decision that's been 50 years in the making, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. Um, because in the legal world, the minute, honestly, that Roe v. Wade was decided, people acknowledged from a legal scholarship standpoint that it was a poorly done decision. So we've now, pro-life people, have been working for 50 years to get to this point where we do have a Supreme Court case that rolls it back and takes us back to um, Roe not being on the book. So it is a big deal. It's Mm -hmm. been something that people have prayed for and worked for for a long time. Uh, from the legal perspective, I read briefly through the opinion, and I appreciated that the justices did take their time. They walked through, I think, every decision, even uh, legal article, law review article that they could that has something to say about this to make it very clear what their reasoning was and how they could come to this point to eventually say, we hold that Roe v. Wade must be overturned. And can you say briefly what it, what, what it was? What was their explanation? There's a lot a lot of reasoning behind it. But what it comes down to basically is that Roe was wrong on the facts, it was wrong on the history, and it was wrong on its legal analysis of the Constitution. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, from the perspective of the court and legal scholarship, um, they ended up saying Roe had said that there is this protection of privacy in the 14th Amendment and the Due Process Clause of the Constitution, and then they found, the Roe court kind of found in this protection of privacy a right to an abortion for for women. And this court now, in the Dobbs opinion, says, actually, when we're interpreting interpreting constitutional rights, we need to be guided by the text. We need to be guided very closely by history and not just insert things in Mm -hmm. there that we wish were there, Mm -hmm. but stick very closely to that. And so they analyzed history and legal reasoning and came away with the 14th Amendment has nothing to do with abortion. It's mm-hmm. It doesn't protect abortion, mm-hmm. and therefore it is an issue that the Constitution leaves to the states. So one by one now, each state in the union gets to and needs to make its own decision mm-hmm. on how that state will handle the issue of abortion. Well, that was one of my questions I had for you. Can you explain the benefits now of having individual states that are going to make this decision? Is, is there a benefit? There or- is. 
it's still the same question, right? Morally, ethically, but right. And Justice Roberts, in his concurrence, that a lot of people I think are a little bit disappointed with, he made that point of we could have just had a smaller um, ruling here where we just allowed the Mississippi law to stand, mm-hmm. but did not quite wipe away everything that Roe apparently, you know, some people say had achieved for women. Mm-hmm. And he said we could have just had that ruling, and the rest of the court told him, but if you do that, you're basically kicking the can down the road mm-hmm. for somebody else. We'll just have to come back and decide this issue later. So what they've done by putting it back into the laps of all 50 states Mm -hmm. is said this is one of those issues that the voters need to have their voice in, that the legislatures need to debate and thoroughly decide how are we going to handle this under the laws of each state. And so what that does is something that I think a lot of people have been calling for even during these COVID years. It makes that legislative process much more important in our American political system again. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, for a few years, gotten to this point where a lot of power was in this executive branch Mm -hmm. and in these administrative agencies and even in the courts where decisions can be made by them, what feels like pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And people kind of like that certainty sometimes, but what it doesn't do is allow the participation and the thorough debate to happen. And I think we're seeing the pendulum swing back a little bit to this legislative um, department and branch of government being more important, which is where the people's voices Mm -hmm. weigh in Mm -hmm. much more heavily. Mm. Um, So for me, as a legal scholar, I love to see that the three branches are coming back into some of this alignment that they're supposed to have. But what it means is that individual voters need to educate themselves. If we're going to depend on the legislative process and the voice of the people to make these decisions, that's a lot of responsibility on people. And I do think people get nervous about that. Um, But from a non-legal scholarship standpoint, I kind of wonder, even as you sit here, what you think about how that means going forward on big issues like this. So I I would say for myself, the big thing about this, it raises more questions than it does answers even for me, because when we talk about it going back to the States and the decision being made there or, or the impact on, I I think of the students that we have out at DAC and things like that. There, there's a lot of questions that come up for me. Uh, There's been a lot of evidence over the years through documentaries and different things that I've seen that some would even say abortion laws that making abortion readily available may have targeted certain people groups. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's my concern because as we look at our country and we see the the red states and the blue states, uh, I still think we're possibly going to see that same issue that, that the states that maybe are targeting these people groups may still offer the abortions Mm -hmm. or, or make it readily available where states that aren't, going to target populations may not. Right. And I, I think that's the thing. I, I'm fearful for people being targeted as um, elimination of a race yes. or elimination of a people group. Uh, I think that's terrible. And especially here here in Danville, as I look at, at our society, um, I, want, I want to help raise people up mm-hmm. and, and help people be the best they can be and not push people down or, or eliminate them completely. Right. So that's a fear of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that I'm a bit, I guess I guess the word is encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like with this decision, but also a few other decisions last week that the court made, it yeah. seems to be, are, are we leaning a bit more conservative in these highest judicial branches? And it feels like it, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit. 
So I feel encouraged. Right. Um, is that true? It does seem that way because you had not only Dobbs, which overturned right. Roe, but you had this big decision that protected Second Amendment rights. Right. You had this decision where Coach Kennedy was vindicated right. for his prayer mm-hmm. in the right. football games. And there's another one that um, I think you had mentioned earlier, Steph. I didn't get a chance to look at it real deeply, but it has to do with school vouchers, vouchers right? right. right. Um, so there is kind of this leaning back towards some conservative mm-hmm. freedoms mm-hmm. and principles. Mm-hmm. I think what you're seeing as far as that at the high court level is it's the ripple effect of President Trump mm-hmm. got to nominate, what, 200, mm-hmm. maybe close to 300 federal judges, and he nominated several of these Supreme Court justices. So you are seeing that ripple effect of the conservative influence in those highest levels of government. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens in our government in America is such an amazing system of governance. We do see the pendulum swing mm-hmm. back and forth mm-hmm. from very liberal to very mm-hmm. conservative mm-hmm. and then eventually kind of calm down Mm -hmm. into the middle. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's happening in our lifetimes is just that the the swing is happening more often. Right. Um, And so every four years, right. (laughs) It's like like dramatic swings back and forth. Um, So I'm hopeful too. I'm encouraged to see the swing back to conservatism, but what it does uh, raise for me, like Terry said, is Mm -hmm. there's this fear that some people are still going to be targeted. So those of us who value those conservative principles and are happy to see it swinging back that Mm -hmm. way, Mm -hmm. that gives us some responsibility Mm -hmm. to take care Mm -hmm. of people Mm -hmm. still Mm -hmm. and to reach out in love, Mm -hmm. not to kind of, I think our victory and our celebration about overturning Roe needs to be tempered with Mm -hmm. care and compassion for the people who are still going to need Mm -hmm. help Mm -hmm. because unexpected pregnancies will still happen happen. That's so good for me to hear you say as a lawyer who in some cases is called to go call out people in some areas Mm -hmm. to hear you talk about care and compassion means Mm -hmm. so much because I I think as people uh, of faith, we've got to be filled with that. We've got to be filled with care and compassion for people with differing opinions, Mm -hmm. people that would stand against us on this topic. Mm -hmm. Um, pushing them away does no good. That's right. We have to engage the debate well. Mm -hmm. And some of that means knowing when to sit quietly and and just love on people in different ways Mm -hmm. than the argument. Well, and we're pre-recording this on Tuesday, which Mm -hmm. I see you have your I voted sticker on on your shirt. I mean, it's again, it falls back if it's going to go to the states. It's and I guess my question is, so then are states going to swing as as rapidly? Mm. I mean, and how will that affect uh, like pro-life, you know, right. pregnancy centers or even abortion clinics. If it's, right. if it's constantly swinging back and mm-hmm. forth, it seems like there'll be a lot of upheaval. Well, what's also interesting about politics is the swing does happen, but there's a saying, and, and we were saying it a lot in pro-life work in the past few years, politics is downstream of culture. And so, yes, mm-hmm. this pendulum swings and you see it in politics, but it's only affected by the changes that mm-hmm. in culture and in people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And so people across the states have been talking about this day for a long time, actually. They've seen that Roe is going to go. Mm-hmm. And so states and many areas had lined up to be ready Mm -hmm. for when that would happen. Mm -hmm. And so there were states that had these, uh, South Carolina announced it yesterday. Their ban on abortion has been sitting on the books and waiting to be triggered by the day that Roe was overturned. Mm -hmm. And so their attorney general announced yesterday, okay, the ban is on because that law was on the books already, but now it's triggered. And then you have states like Illinois Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. are dedicated to keeping abortion legal all nine months for any reason, taxpayer funded. And so our governor came 
came out and said, hey, we're doubling down on the funding for abortion. So I don't think there's going to be many surprises about where states land in protecting unborn life or and you not. you think they may stay that way for long term? I think they're going to stay that way for a while. Although I'm hopeful with this year's election mm-hmm. in Illinois to see some changes at the state level in Illinois, mm-hmm. it's been encouraging to see God's people speaking up and coming up and showing up in different ways mm-hmm. over the past couple years that are surprising. So I think there's a chance even in Illinois mm-hmm. uh, to have this pro-life wave spread across the state. So, so I live in Indiana. Mm-hmm. How, how does that affect since we're right on a, on a you know, the line. Yeah. How does that affect pregnancy? You know, specifically the women's care clinic. Right. Right. Uh, there was, we've had these conversations among Illinois pregnancy centers that, so Illinois is becoming a state that wants to bus women in. They've Mm -hmm. offered to bring women into the Mm -hmm. clinics. And so you're seeing the abortion clinics set up near the borders, Chicago. They've definitely got a strong hold. They're over down near St. Louis across the border from Missouri. Mm -hmm. So they're talking about bringing women in for abortions. Well, pregnancy centers in Illinois know that's happening. And so they are working hard to be billboard signs, to be um, advertising. Mm -hmm. If a woman's coming into the state anyway, then that means we also have an opportunity for us Mm -hmm. to touch her and to reach Mm -hmm. her. And Mm -hmm. so centers like Women's Care Clinic, which is basically on the border of Mm -hmm. Illinois and Indiana, that is prime real estate for them to reach women in need and say, look, we can be your first stop to Mm -hmm. figure out what to do about this unexpected pregnancy. I've I've read many times comments about Christians that we just care about the baby being born and we don't care about anything else after that. Do you think that's a fair and true statement? And isn't the opposite true for Mm -hmm. abortion clinics? Do they only care about about getting rid what about the emotional uh, mental well-being of that mom yeah if they get on a bus and go back to some other state yeah where's the care for them exactly and have you seen there's a priest i think that said go into any planned parenthood and ask them for diapers mm-hmm. a crib mm-hmm. a car seat any of the mm-hmm. afterbirth care and they won't be able to offer it mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. but you can find 1200 pregnancy centers across yeah. the country mm-hmm. that provide those things for free we've got to wrap this up but i want to ask you as christ followers should we be optimistically hopeful, pessimistically skeptical, or relatively neutral after this decision? I'm going to say an affirmative, optimistically hopeful. What do you think, Terry? I agree 100%. We just need to be hopeful and and prayerful, Mm -hmm. continuing on with that. Mm -hmm. Well, I I love what you both said. Care and compassion is the most important Mm -hmm. thing for any, any woman or any man, uh, whether you're a parent yeah. or not. And so thank you for coming in today and spending time talking about like the legal yeah. aspect of it. And yeah. um, you're, we always value your opinion and thank your, you. your perspective. Thanks. So, uh, we'll be back after this. Um, and actually, we're going to have Mariah Hansen come and join us with the Women's Care Clinic and just talk more specifically about how it's going to affect uh, their ministry here in Vermilion County. We'll be right back after these messages. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. 
Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. And I always am used to saying with Greg and Stephanie, but again, uh, Greg is in Israel and uh, Terry is here with us today. And um, I'm just thankful for the knowledge that Bethany brings to the right. table with all of the legal stuff about um, the Supreme Court decisions and things that come down the pike. So it really helps us understand things better. So I appreciate that. She uses words sometimes that I don't really understand, <laughs> but I <laughs> I learn a lot when she's yep. here. So, yep. um, but in this segment, we're really thankful to have with us the new director of the Women's Care Clinic. Is that the right director? Is that yes, yeah, executive director, director. executive yeah. director Mariah yes. Hansen with the Women's Care Clinic, and really we want to just pick your brain too, Mariah, about the decisions that came down from the um, Supreme Court last week and how that affects the the women's care clinic um, specifically mm-hmm. here in Vermilion County. Let me ask you this: When women and men, because you deal with moms and dads, right, when they come to the clinic. Are they at all influenced by these political decisions or are they pretty much living in their own world <laughs> dealing with things that are going on? Do you, I mean, and do you have conversations with them? Do these politic things ever come up? Oh, I guess absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say yes and no. Yes, because we live in a world where you can easily access things with the touch mm-hmm. of a phone. And right. so they're aware of these things, right? They sure. know what's going on. Um, but I would say no, because like you said, a lot of times they're not aware of what the exact rules are and they come to us with that question so I would say yes and no Um, a big way that it's affected is um, a lot of people in Indiana because we're so Mm -hmm. close to the border have questions about look Illinois has very different laws than Indiana so I think that's the biggest um, way that this ruling has affected us because we're seeing a lot of people come from Indiana with questions yeah already yes yeah well I got on the Indiana website this this weekend because mm-hmm. I was curious myself to know what some of the differences are. And there are some major differences. Yes. I mean, like mm-hmm. the waiting periods and yes. uh, minors that have to have a parent's, uh, you know, permission. Right. What are some other major differences that, you, that you're aware of? Um, the big difference that I know of is the late term abortion. Yeah. So in yeah. Illinois, yeah. you can get an abortion up until birth. And right. then in Indiana, you cannot. Is it 15 weeks? Yes. I think it's 15 weeks. Yeah. Is yep. what 15 I read. weeks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, our crisis pregnancies throughout the state, are they really prepared? to handle this what could be an influx of women who are now forced I put that in quotes forced (laughs) to carry a pregnancy to term yeah I would say yes I think we're going to see an influx Mm -hmm. in women who are really questioning what to do right Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they there's now this law in place that 
maybe restricts or maybe doesn't restrict them with what they can do with their pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think pregnancy centers, especially in Illinois, because like I said in an email I sent out today, our fight did not begin on uh, Friday when things happened. We've been working in this movement we've been doing this work for years and Mm -hmm. years and years and so yes i think we're prepared for whatever's to come after this Mm -hmm. um and yeah i like that you put that in quotations because no one is forcing anyone to carry a pregnancy or to carry a baby i know people are saying i I see it on social media Mm -hmm. you know women should not be forced to carry a baby so explain that i mean nobody's forcing but why do people think that they are being forced I think because abortion feels like the only alternative. Mm -hmm. If I carry this baby, I'm being forced unless I can get an abortion. Mm -hmm. And in my head, nobody is forcing anyone to carry a pregnancy, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. not at the women's care clinic or pregnancy centers. Mm -hmm. That ultimately is her decision. Um, And we hope and pray that it's not a decision of abortion. But if it Mm -hmm. is, that's Mm -hmm. that decision. And so no one's forcing anybody to carry Terry, your wife Molly works at the women's care clinic as well. And so, I mean... I guess your your job really is to help educate women yes. about the ch- right. the choices. Absolutely, um, that's what the the folks there at the care clinic do. They're they're helping them understand all of their choices. Out Absolutely, there. I like that you said that some people think that abortion is the only choice, but there okay. it, there are others. Explain what are some of the other choices? So many other mm-hmm. choices. Um, one, parenting. You can parent that child yeah. and give it a beautiful yeah. life. Um, another amazing option is adoption. Mm-hmm. Is the beautiful story of adoption. Um, we have, through the clinic, we've had open adoptions where that parent is actually still in contact mm-hmm. with that child mm-hmm. or closed adoptions where they're mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of different ways that that can look. Adoption's mm-hmm. not just one route there's many different types of adoptions mm-hmm. there's many different ways you can parent those are really good options mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's go back to that um indiana illinois difference um yeah. i did read also when i was looking on the indiana website that indiana abortions have gone down right is that true across the nation in the past several few years is that is that a trend that abortions are coming down it is yes is that i true would in say illinois? Yes, but okay. I don't think there's as much of a decrease okay. as there maybe is in other states, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit of a decrease, but not as big of a decrease as other states. And do you expect that this political decision is going to keep those numbers trending down? Or do you think that we'll see abortion numbers remain about where they are? If I had to guess, I would say they're going to remain where they're at for now. But I think in the long run, we'll see a decrease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like a sh- the shift may be from state to state. You may yeah. see certain states, obviously, where the numbers are going to go down, but... Right. I definitely think the di- different states are going to be affected. And, and Mariah, I think you know I work at DAC now. Right. And one of my concerns being at a place like DAC is now if if abortion is not legal or they change exactly how it can be done, right. does this push people back to a place where they're trying to do it themselves? Hmm. Right. Um, right. Which is terrifying mm-hmm. on a college campus. Yeah. Uh, to imagine what could happen behind closed doors there and different right. things. And right. um, one of the things I'm navigating is how can we as an institution offer help to people so that maybe that doesn't happen yeah. for them because yeah. uh, we want to support them and it's their choice what they do, but we also want to help keep people safe and, right. and out of harm's mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's a big fear. I've even thought about that. You know, if we regulate it, you know, how it's done, what are people going to do behind mm-hmm. closed doors? Well, they feel like that's their only option to have mm-hmm. an unsafe abortion. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. definitely don't want that either. Right. Yeah. 
Now, this wasn't in my notes that I sent you ahead, but and, and okay. some of our listeners may say, oh, Stephanie, you are so um, archaic or whatever. But I feel like in this day and age, women are probably more educated than they have ever been. They've, they've got the means and the rights and the opportunities to be educated. And I, what I don't understand is if women are more educated than ever, why are we still <laughs> finding ourselves with so many unwanted or unplanned pregnancies? I, I just don't understand why. Yeah. Why don't we educate our daughters, our children about birth control? Right. Um, about the fact that if you're if you're willing to go to an abortion clinic and have an abortion, a medical procedure, right. why aren't you willing to go early on and have mm-hmm. an IUD mm-hmm. put in or the the you know the implanted birth control? Is that am I is something wrong with my thinking? I just don't understand. To me, it seems no. like abortion is such a that's really the archaic mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Women have opportunities, and we have the availability to get birth control. Why? Why don't we? <laughs> Why don't women do that? I don't know. <laughs> Is that just I wish the age I had old an question? Answer. No. I think I mean, too we talk about a lot at the clinic how abortion is just a symptom of something else. It's yes, either a yes. symptom of uneducated um about your cycle, mm-hmm, about the mm-hmm, women's body, mm-hmm. about what it means to get pregnant mm-hmm. or it's uneducation about other things, it's poverty. It, so it's a symptom of other systems. Right. I, I see yeah. that if you don't if you don't want to have a baby with that man, right. why are you sleeping with that man? Right. Right. I, I don't even understand why you open yourself up to that possibility. If you look at that man and say, he is not father material, I don't yeah. want a baby with that man, right. then don't sleep with him mm-hmm. or for heaven's sake, protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe I sound a little, what's the <laughs> word, judgmental. And, and maybe maybe people are saying, yeah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. But I just feel like in a day and age when we, we are educated, why yeah. are we not more educated on this mm-hmm. topic? Yeah. And educated on abortion and yes. what that looks like and yes. what the procedure means. Right, yeah. right. Well, what, Terry, you're a pastor. Mariah, what do you think that Christians should be doing this week, this week, differently than we did last week before the decision came down? Is there some, is there some magic thing that we should be doing? <laughs> I, think, I think nothing should be different because we should have been acting with compassion Amen. and respect mm-hmm. to start with. Mm-hmm. Amen. But now more than ever, if you believe that this overturning of a Roe versus Wade is uh, a positive thing. You need to treat people with compassion and respect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I, yep. that's key. I totally agree. I was thinking, you know, it shouldn't look necessarily any different because we, we've been in this for a while. Mm-hmm. But there is stuff that we can do. If you post on social media, do something, volunteer, do things, mm-hmm. give financially, mm-hmm. um, really have compassion and have hard conversations mm-hmm. with the people around you. I, I often see on social media, um, you know, pro-choice uh, people are saying, well, Christians, um, you know, you you should have been doing things or, or why start now? Well, and in my experience, I see a lot of you. I mean, you're fo- they're fostering, um, they're mm-hmm. helping with families that need help, they're mm-hmm. giving money, they're donating their time. Mm-hmm. Am, am I just trying to make myself feel better? Or, or are Christians, are they really, have they been um, trying to do things to help, you know, in the, in the pro-life uh, fight? Or am I just living in la la land? <laughs> no, I think yes and no. I yeah. think there are absolutely people, there are believers that have done really good work that have put 
their I guess money and time where mm-hmm. their mouth is mm-hmm. but I also think there's a group of us that maybe hasn't and mm-hmm. um, something I I listened to a message a couple weeks ago and it said don't console yourself if you're just not part of the problem only console yourself if you're part of the solution mm-hmm. and so sometimes I think we get really lax and relaxed mm-hmm. I do it too we mm-hmm. all do it mm-hmm. where we think well I'm not the one out there getting an abortion I'm not the mm-hmm. one who's affecting this problem mm-hmm. but are we part of the solution mm-hmm. and so I would say yes mm-hmm. we have done really good work but we must continue to do that work Terry what do you think uh, I, I agree with Mariah 100% I think the big thing for me is recognizing that um, it's not enough just to tell somebody this is what you need to do. You need to walk with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. through the volunteer mm-hmm. opportunities at the yes. women's care clinic, mm-hmm. um, we get to, uh, I volunteer there mm-hmm. and we get to walk with people who mm-hmm. maybe don't have all the resources, don't have mm-hmm. all the understanding of how to raise a child mm-hmm. uh, so that once that child is born, they don't feel left alone. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, on a regular basis, they can come in for meetings, for, for appointments. We can meet for dinner or watch a movie mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. have great conversation to help support them along their way. Um, and one of the things I love about the clinic is people can come in and get support when mm-hmm. it comes to finding jobs, mm-hmm. to getting a GED, to getting housing and all those things. That makes a big impact. It seems like the abortion, whether to have the abortion or not decision is a very small percentage of what happens at the mm. women's care, care clinic. Oh, yes, and, and absolutely. And at many pregnancy centers across the nation. Yes. Do you have any fear whatsoever about any, like, retaliation? I know, um, you know, I read an article about how there are um, pro-life uh, pregnancy centers in California and Virginia and Colorado um, that over the weekend mm-hmm. experienced uh, vandalism mm-hmm. and things. Are you worried about that at all here? Not at all. Okay. No, I told our staff, I said, <laughs> we love our community and our community loves us. Mm-hmm. We may not agree on everything. Right. We may not agree on the life issue and mm-hmm. that's okay, mm-hmm. but we love our community. Mm-hmm. We serve our community no matter if we agree or not. So no, I'm not worried at all. I think that is straight from the enemy and we're not worried about that no good and I, I think one of the keys that sometimes we forget to to mention maybe within the church is that people who have received an abortion sometimes have struggles and hurts they're dealing with Absolutely. afterwards mm-hmm. and that's an area the clinic helps with too mm-hmm. to to try to help you navigate that pain that you're feeling or that struggle of loss mm-hmm. and uh and if you're feeling that please reach out to the clinic and they'd love to help with that as yeah. well how, yeah. can they, how can they reach out and get a hold of you guys mariah um, we have our website, mm-hmm. danvillewcc.org, mm-hmm. or the best way to reach out is um, by phone number. So 217-431-0987, and our receptionist will be happy to help with anything that you need. Wonderful. Well, thanks for joining us today, yeah, Mariah. We um, we continue just to support what you're doing and making such a big difference in Vermilion County. So thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, stick around with us for our last segment. We're going to talk about the 4th of July and all the activities that are going on. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. 
Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. Um, it's always good to have Bethany and Mariah in the studio with us uh, talking about these hugely important decisions that yes. happen in the highest levels of our government. And I appreciate them being here with us. Hey, let's uh, talk about some other stats. I looked this up. You know, the Ukrainian war, we're on day 126. There are at least 47,000 dead, at least 15 million people displaced, and approximately $600 billion in property wow. damage. When I think about what happening on the other side of the world and then i compare it to america um and you know this weekend we're celebrating the fourth of july let me ask you terry are you proud to be an american in this current day when you think about other countries and their struggles that they're going through i have to say i am very proud to are be you? american you I, sing that song? I, I we could but <laughs> i won't yeah. uh the the big thing for me is we still stand on principles mm-hmm. and uh and i still have the freedom to help and to care for people in a way that a lot of other places don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray for the people in Ukraine on a regular basis, and I'll continue to do that. And I think about something that um, Bethany Hager said earlier, just about how our government is set up so that that pendulum swings. Sometimes we see those far left, and sometimes mm-hmm. we see the far yep. right. But we we are, you know, our founding fathers uh, did it so that we would eventually kind of spend the majority of our time in that pendulum yep. in the middle, and. Um, you know, I think about the opportunities that we have to vote, and um, it's really a good country to right, still live in. Right. And, you know, when you compare it to what's happening in Ukraine and other places, I'm proud to be an American right. as well. Even though it's not a perfect place nope. um, to live, it sure is a darn good place to live. Yep. Okay, let's talk about Fourth of July traditions. Yeah. Tell me about some of your Fourth of July traditions that you especially enjoy, Terry. So I love the Fourth of July because, for me, uh, it's all about family. Yeah. We've, uh, we've gathered together. My father-in-law is the fire chief in rossville okay. illinois okay. so what's his name uh lloyd smith yeah hey, and lloyd. uh we're we're excited that every year because the fire department the volunteer fire department puts on a water slide in rossville oh, every year so in the park there there's this big hill they they set up a water slide and they get all the insurance and all that stuff yeah. taken care of so the kids just have a blast cool. and hundreds of people go down the water slide and of course the fireworks at the end of the day yeah. but the key for me is once a year i eat fried fish sandwiches at the park and uh and they're great oh well (laughs) let's just say uh it's a great experience while you're there so but it's good food good food so you're you're a diehard like fireworks fan oh yeah we we go to the fireworks every fourth of july right there in rossville they do a great job i'm a small town guy and gathering with the same people every year is just awesome i'm a small town gal i live in covington and covington puts on a great display but what i don't like is it takes me an hour to get from you know really from 
my mom's house where I watch the fireworks to get back to my house, which should only yeah. take three minutes. So yeah. I don't really do it anymore because I don't want to fight the traffic. And right. I think if you've seen one firework, you've seen them all. That's true. That's kind that's, of my philosophy. That's true, but point, it's always fun. It's always have, fun. I love to see little kids' faces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though it's dark, you get to hear the oohs and the yeah. ahs and yeah. the the. Tear the terror in their eyes, you know, it's, it's yeah. just interesting. Well, um, we are grateful to be Americans, that's for sure. Hey, yeah. uh, Greg always does a history segment. I have my own, I'm awesome. no, I don't get as deep as he does, but here's one for you. Do- on June 30th, 1936, Margaret Mitchell's novel is published. Do you know what it is? Uh, did you know? I'm gonna guess Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Gone with Wind. Have you ever read the book? Uh, no, I have not. Have you seen the movie? No, I have not. Okay, so here's my interesting fact. I I saw the movie a long time ago, but I have an outfit that I wear occasionally here to church. And (laughs) every time I wear it, Bryce Yates says, that looks like you're wearing the curtains from Gone with the Wind, Oh, my goodness. That's the most I know about Gone with the Wind. How about this one? July 1st, 1961, Diana, Princess of Wales, was born in Sandringham, England. She Mm. was a hero of mine. Really? I Yes, I really admired princess diana so cool. i kind of had my hair cut like her when i was really? in high school yeah. yeah people told me that they thought i kind of looked like her so i don't know not now but anyway. i guess i've never thought about it so how about this one july 1st 1963 the u.s postmaster introduced the five digit zip code do you know what zip stands for terry uh, i do because it's on the paper in front of <laughs> but me but I, ha- I had no clue yeah it's the zoning improvement plan and the postal service did this to help mail distri- distribution be more efficient and quick so yep. now you know makes all the now sense you know. in the world hey our good news segment is you terry you were yeah. bestowed the title of dean of adult education at dac yeah congratulations thank buddy. you i'm really excited about it congratulations so. you're doing yep. an awesome job Thanks. um you know you're part-time here still but you're full-time at Dak, right. you have quite the influence right. out there. So. Yep, and I love Dak. It's a great place, and if you want any information, give me a call. That's right. Congrats to you. Well, we're looking forward to next week getting an update from the Israel trip with Greg, and we're going to visit with two new staff members from Second, Tracy Thomas, our new discipleship minister, and Charlie Jeffers, our new next-gen worship minister. Tobin Hess is going to be co-hosting with me, so we hope that you will join us next week for a direct line. Have a great day.